Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Level Up podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. We've got Greg here. We've got a great guest here. We're going to go deep on how Dave, our special guest, has taken 74 straight listing appointments, among other things, including pre-qualification and presumptive questions. We're going to get into a lot of stuff here. So first of all, Greg Harrelson, what is up today? Man, I'm excited to uh, to be here. Good friend of mine, Dave Abdallah. We haven't connected in a long time, um, but I just know he's been doing phenomenal things up in in Michigan. I think in the Dearborn area. So Dearborn, Dearborn I tell Heights, you, man, yeah. Dearborn Heights. Yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm fired up. I can't wait to to dig deep into this conversation. Yeah. So Dave, give us a Dave Abdallah. Give us a little insight into uh, kind of what your area is like, how long you've been in business, and what exactly you do on a daily basis. Um, I started in real estate in 1989. I had just graduated from college from the University of Michigan with a finance and marketing degree, and my parents had their house on the market. I started learning a little bit about real estate by them having their home on the market, and I developed a liking for the business. Even though I had no intentions of getting into the business, I, you know, I was going to college with a, like I mentioned, with a finance and marketing degree. Started, been doing it for 28 years now. Been with the same uh, system, Century 21, from day one. Been with the same office from day one. Um, it started originally as a real estate agent and I eventually developed it into a team concept in the last probably about, I think, 10, 12 years or so. Uh, primarily, I follow the Mike Ferry system. Probably about 90% of my business is Mike Ferry system related. Um, and uh, that's basically it. Very cool. All right. Well, let's talk about the... Um... Well, Dave, I mean, uh, Matt, Matt, there's more to it. I mean, let's go. Now, how, how, how many years have you been the uh, top agent in Michigan? Well, I've been the number one selling agent in the state of Michigan every year since the year 2000. So I've been blessed with that. Okay. Um, and you've been, I think, you know, I'm with Century 21, of course, also. And, uh, you know, I've, I've known you around not only Mike Ferry, but Century 21. And I think you've been uh, the number one agent a couple years, uh, you know, in, uh, in all of Century 21 in the country. Is that correct? Correct. I was the number one selling agent in the country in 2014, 2015. And then this last year we had a drop. I came in, as we talked about earlier, number two, which is still not bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm glad I'm sure you're motivated. And and for sure. those that are listening, you know, uh, I, I kind of uh, still a, a little phrase from uh, Tony Robbins is I don't bring this up about David to impress you, but just to impress upon you that what we're dealing with right here is a, a, a real top level, high level real estate <clears> professional <throat> that really knows their craft. And I think there's a lot of gold nuggets that we can pull out of David today. So, Matt, tell us where we're going. Well, let's start a little bit, Dave, with the with the pre-qualification, which is really the the key to this whole phenomenon. We're going to get into how you bring uh, clients into the office and do your listing appointments there, which is phenomenal. I don't think that's going to be a huge, huge takeaway for a lot of people. But let's just start with the pre-qual first and, and share a little bit about how you're pre-qualifying so you're not going on appointments that you don't want to take. Well, okay. So basically what it is, it's very similar to what I just talked about earlier. I follow the Mike Ferry system, I mean, almost 100%. So no listing appointment will ever be gone on ever unless I pre-qualify somebody up front. Never. I mean, not a single time. And the first thing that happens right off the bat is my staff, 
I have to turn in the pre-qualification sheet completely filled out as far as, you know, with all the questions on there, all of them answered. And if that is not turned in, then they are not to do a listing packet for me prior to my listing appointment. That forces me to do it the right way and follow the right uh, direction. Now, besides that, that's what started for me is an accountability type of thing. But besides that, I, for myself, I mean, it's like going to work without showering. I just, I just, I, I can't do it. I have to have that pre-qualify in front of me right off the bat when I talk to a client and then prior to walking into a listing appointment. Let, let, let me ask you this. What do you, what would you say, um, <clears throat> you know, is probably the most important part of the pre-qual or the pre-qualification script? You know, a lot of people have heard about pre-qualification <clears throat> scripts. You know, Mike Ferry, you can go on the Mike Ferry website and get them for free, but so few people use them. I think it's one of the most misunderstood scripts Absolutely. and processes of, of all the scripts that real estate agents use. So what is it about the prequal that really sets you up for success? That's, that's a great question because I do a lot of coaching in our company to a lot of agents that are either new or even veteran agents. Because if there's one thing I love doing, just like I'm doing this right now, I got nothing to gain from this. I yeah. love helping people that want to help themselves. I get energized by watching others make themselves better. So with the pre-qualifying script, the main reason a lot of people don't like to use it is they don't like to hear the objections up front. And they're too afraid to ask the questions that will bring out those objections up front. So, for example, one of the questions, you know, will you be interviewing any other agents for the job of selling your home? The first thing that people think about, oh, I, I, I don't want to ask that because because now nah, I'm going to tell them that maybe they should interview other agents. I mean, really, do you really think they've never heard of that in their lifetime? That's the first time they're hearing it. That's crazy. Yeah. The other thing is they don't want to ask the question of how much somebody wants for their home. But you've got to know that question. You got to know that question up front so that you could know if this is something, you know, what you're going to have to be contending with. And number two, if it's even a worthwhile listing appointment, because if the person's way out of whack, you don't, you don't want to go on that listing appointment. Another one, you know, um, will they be going for sale by owner? And a lot of people, you know, object to that, or I'm talking about realtors. Well, I don't want to ask them that. What if now it gives them an idea of going for sale by owner? Do you really think they've never heard of the term for sale by owner? Of course they have. Or how much do they owe on their home, et cetera, et cetera. So I yeah. think to me, it's money. I, I just cannot believe people are not using this 100% of the time. Yeah. It's, you know, one, yeah. One, one of the things that, that, that uh, this I, I think of as you're talking, I've got mm -hmm. two thoughts here. Number one, like if you were a sports team, if you're a basketball player and you're getting ready to play a basketball game tomorrow against another team, if it was legal, would you wouldn't it wouldn't you like to be able to see what plays, plays? they're gonna run? Oh my god. Beautiful that's, analogy. that's this Perfect. is all what the prequal script is. It's like this gives mm. you a look at to what plays they're going to to run on you in the future so you can start gearing up and making sure that when you go into the game, you're prepared. The other thing that I think I that love that analogy. Is, Perfect. Yeah. Or as Mike Ferry would say, so you go into your doctor, you tell him, hi, doctor, I've got a headache. He says, yeah, let me open up the brain up. Whoop. You know, he doesn't start cutting you up. He starts asking questions. What medicine have you taken? What do you eat? What do you do? You know, um, your history, your family history, et cetera, et cetera. That's the same yes. exact thing. So it's about being an information gatherer Absolutely. before you're an information giver. 
Exactly. You've got mm-hmm. to gather before you give. The other thing that came to my mind as you were talking, it's like you want to know what price. Like let's just say that the price of their property was their value or their home was worth $600,000. And you ask somebody, so what would you like to sell it for? And they say, well, $700,000. Well, versus if they said, I'd like to sell it for four fifty. Okay, or let's say if it's worth six hundred and they said I'd like to sell it for five fifty versus I want to sell it for six fifty. When, when you go into the conversation with that potential seller, your voice inflection and tonality is going to change. You're not going to go up to this person and say, "Oh, I'm so excited! I know you want six hundred, and I can get you, you know, five hundred thousand dollars." You're going to actually the way that you approach that conversation is going to be different versus if they tell you a lower number and you know that you can get that that number and maybe a little bit more, you may go in there and say, David, gosh, I am so excited that not only am I going to be able to get you your 500, but I might actually get be able to get you more. So what you learn in the pre-qual script doesn't, not only does it show you what plays that they're going to play against you, but it also shows you or, or guides you as to what tonality and voice inflection and, uh, that you're going to actually communicate with. And that, that's right. just another thing that I see. There's, a, there's another thing that I've talked about with different realtors when I'm training them. So it, it's very similar to when you don't pre-qualify, you're going on a blind date. You have no idea what that date is going to be like. Is she going to be cute? Is she going to be tall? Is she going to be short? Is she going to be ugly? You have no idea. So you're going into yeah. this thing, you're sweating, and you have no idea if it's going to be a good date, bad date. Whereas yeah. when you pre-qualify somebody, you've been on two, three dates with that woman, and you know what you're getting into. Okay, this yes. is, There's nothing to be nervous about. She knows you. You know them. Also, in addition to that, sending them out a um, I'm sorry, a looking forward to package, you know, similar to what Mike Ferry talks about, the pre-list package. I send that out. I mean, nowadays everybody's got email, so automatically the moment I pre-qualify them, I've taken their email address and I send them a pre, uh, uh, pre-listing package that gives them all kinds of information about things that we do as far as marketing is concerned, things that we do as far as sales is concerned, a little bit about our company, what to do to prepare their home for sale, how to keep it clean, etc., etc., etc. And that again, that the full pre-qualifying conversation that pre-sells them on to me twice. So by the time they meet with me, they've had two major forms of communication with me, and it increases drastically the likelihood of me taking the listing versus not doing versus not doing either one of these and having much less chance of taking the yeah. listing. That's great. It's money. I mean, this is it, I mean, this is so easy. It's not even funny, and I just cannot believe that people don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there was something that jumped out at me, Greg, and I don't know if it jumped out at you too, but the the way dave that you've structured the system around you to ensure that it's actually harder for you to do the wrong thing than it is to do it the right way so you in other words you've you've taken you said look this is the system that i want to stick to i want to pre-qualify every listing appointment that i go on therefore i'm going to hold myself accountable by building a system around me where my staff is ordered not to send anything out unless i give them a sheet you've basically created your own boss you 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 employed someone to make sure that you do it at a high level which i think is one of the missing parts of leverage that i think people they they look at leverage in terms of this is a way for me to get more of what I want and that's true but there's the uh, the flip side of that is in order to get more of what you want you have to do things at a higher level and you can use leverage and structure to build systems around yourself where the people that you employ actually hold you accountable to do your job at a higher level correct yeah. correct yeah. and, and well, that's what I started it, but it's no longer that way 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Raise your standards. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. So cool. I heard, I, I, you know, so 74 straight listing appointments and you got 74 listings. Um, I want to make something clear. Saleable okay. listings. <laughs> so okay, I didn't good. take a listing. Yeah, I didn't take the okay. listing. Take a listing. All right. But I can tell you this, when I'm pre-qualifying, to me, that's the actual listing appointment is when you're pre-qualifying because that's when you're finding out how saleable that listing is. So I will turn one down at the pre-qualifying. But once I go past the pre-qualifying route, that baby's mine. It's just a matter of me convincing that person that I'm going to do the best job for them. Got it. I'm clear on that. That's yeah, so I don't, I don't want you to think I was taking, yeah. you know, just uh, total ready-to-expire listings. No, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. listings are going to be selling. Yeah, so <laughs> for those listening, uh, what you may be doing, you may have had more than <clears throat> 74 appointments but then you went through your pre-qualification script and you may have canceled some of those appointments right. you actually went on 74 and you took those 74 that's correct. what i hear you saying got it correct got correct in the way the, the way this thing started it started with some people on my team where i would give them like leads and say hey go take this listing and i would always hear different things from the different uh agents oh well no they weren't serious or oh they want too much or oh they want the commission just different excuses so it started accidentally so I said, you know what, I'm going to start tracking the exact number of listings I'm taking. So I had my staff just start, you know, just keeping track on just a regular sheet of paper. And then I didn't know it was going to get this crazy. And next thing you know, I'm at like, you know, 70-some listings taken back to back to back. Now, obviously, I'm a, a, not obviously, you may not know this. I'm an extremely competitive person. So you give me a three-year-old to race me running, and I will beat him so badly it's not even funny. <laughs> Yeah, I'm weird that way, very weird that way. So with that being the case, it became a competition between me and me to to when I'm sitting with the seller, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this listing one way or another if it's a saleable listing. But again, if it's not a saleable listing, I'm not sitting at that listing appointment in the first place. So I would I would mm-hmm. you know I, mean, I cancel some every week where I'll, I'll even set an appointment with like let's say you Matt you and your wife and we're all set and Wednesday at four o'clock or whatever. But as I do a market analysis, I figure out you're way off or you owe too much, whatever it is, basically where it becomes a condition and not an objection, I'll call and cancel the appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, so those I don't count them, I don't count them as a listing appointment. Yeah. Interesting. Got it. All right. And and for those that are joining us, we've got Andrew and John and Jason Morris, Lindsay Soprani, Julio Garcia. Mm-hmm. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us live. But uh uh Dave, you wanna just um just define that real quick, just the the difference in your mind between a condition and an objection when it comes to taking listings that you want. Okay, excellent. And this was one of the best things that I learned through the Mike Ferry system is the difference between a condition and an objection. I honestly, I, I didn't even know the difference. I mean, I thought they were all objections. An objection is something that gets in the way of you getting an appointment or something that gets in the way of them giving you the listing. So for example, um, you know, Matt, I want to list with you, but I don't like your company. Or Matt, I want to list with you, but you're not that experienced in the neighborhood. Or Matt, I would like to list with you, but um, I don't like your price. These are all objections. Mm-hmm. A condition is something that cannot be changed. I mean, it can't happen. You cannot let, you know, you can't list your home with me for whatever reason. So for example, your home is worth 350000 but you owe 482000 and you don't have a penny to your name to pay the difference. That's a condition. No matter what I say, I can't change it. Or your home is only worth two hundred thousand, but you want nine hundred and fifty-two thousand, so you can buy another home in California. It's not going to happen. So yeah. these are conditions that there's nothing to handle. It's just it's just not doable. Yeah. Or you and your wife own the home, you're willing to sign, but she's not willing to sign, no matter what. Well, actually, that one would probably be borderline objection. Uh, mm. But let's say her attorney told her not to sign. Well, then that's a condition. Right. I can't change it. That's the yeah. main difference. 
good. I like you know, it. Matt, l let me introduce one more one more level that I, I talk about in our office. And you, mm -hmm. David, you probably know about this. Um, but you got conditions, you got objections. But I also think there's mm -hmm. things that we call smoke screens. And True. too mm -hmm. too often, an agent hears a smoke screen and they actually claim in their minds that it's a condition. And here's yep. an example. An example is an expired. Expires and you call them up and they say, no, nah, I'm not really. I, I've decided not to sell. That, that, that's a that's smoke, a smoke screen. screen. They're, they're, they're just saying that because they just, they're getting bombarded by calls. But the real estate agent hears they don't want to sell anymore. They've changed their mind. They're not moving anymore. They make it a condition. There's so hmm. much money lost in the real estate business because of failure to actually get through the smoke screens. We're taught how to handle objections, but I think sm getting through smoke screens has more to do with the skill of listening than it does the skill of actually objection handling. And in other words, when somebody says, you say, you know, or, do you want to sell? And somebody says, uh, no, smoke screen. I right. mean, it's like this. Somebody doesn't want to sell. They say no or they say yes. But listening to the hesitation, hearing that hesitation, and you say, okay, that was just a smoke screen. They don't know me. They don't trust me. We don't have rapport yet, so they're not willing to reveal everything. You, As real estate agents, we still have to keep going through the smoke screens and make them prove to us that it's really a condition. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm sure you know what I mean on that, Dave. Absolutely. I, just to share I agree with you 100%. No, no, good point. Very good point. I like it. All right, so let's get into Dave your your listing process, and and if you want to start at the prequal stage, that's fine. However you want to, however you want to describe it, well, but uh, it, I think it's it's important for people to understand that when you say going on a listing appointment, you're not going anywhere. No, uh, my, I I don't even remember my last listing appointment that was outside the office. Every yeah, one of my great. listing appointments is at the office. Every single so one. When when did you make that transition? Well, I, I, I made that, I made that transition. I would say 100% probably about three years ago. Uh, prior to that, it was on most listing appointments, and I was taught that by one of the Mike Ferry coaches, Jose De La Serio. I'm sure Greg, you might know. Yeah, him. yeah. Okay. Right, and when he so. first told me that, that was weird. I mean, it just made no sense to me. I'm like, Jose, that 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 won't work because this and this and that. And he forced me and forced me and forced me. And he said, just have blind faith and just start doing it. Initially, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work perfect. But eventually, you get the gist of it. And now I've got it. Where I don't. I mean. I consider that the norm now until I hear somebody saying, I'm going to a listing appointment at a house. And I'm like, well, why don't you bring them in here? Oh, no, I can't. And then it reflects back to what I went through, you know, five, seven, eight years ago. But in general, it works like this. So let's pretend I've either called somebody in terms of prospecting or they've called me. It's a lead. So the first thing I do is pre-qualify. Okay, great, Greg. Thank you very much for calling. I appreciate you uh, calling us. So the first thing I ask is, how do you happen to hear about us? Well, I just heard of you. Okay, great. Was it signs? Was it whatever? Because I want to see what type of marketing or what type of promotions is working, obviously. From there, I pre-qualify the person. And then at that particular point, I set up the appointment. So here's the way I set up the appointment. It's a little different. So I go, okay, Greg, this is great. All right. So your address is 25813 Wilson Drive. That's great. I'll go ahead and take care of that. Um, I'm going to come by. I'm going to be in your neighborhood taking a look at houses. So I'm gonna, I'd like to stop by and take a look at the home. Um, uh, today's Wednesday, Thursday around between 3 and 3.30. Can you, is there any way that you can have a key for me somewhere or maybe somebody can let me in between 3 and 3.30 Thursday? And then you'll say yes, no, or whatever it is. If not, I'll set a different time. All right, so then, then what I do from there, I set the listing appointment for the office right here, right now. Because well, by the time I get to your house, 
you're going to not want to set a listing appointment. You're going to want to know what is the price. So I have to, you know, uh, future pace you ahead of time as far as what I'm doing. So then I'll say, okay, this is great, Greg. Okay, so I'm going to take a look at the house at 3.30 on Thursday. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a market analysis. And what that basically is, Greg, that's when we go through all the different homes that have sold in the area and what they've sold for. And we put together a price range, you know, for your home based on what you're looking to get, et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll meet up at the office. I'm going to put together a customized marketing plan specifically geared towards your home, Greg. So I can meet you at the office after that, either Thursday at, you know, let's say we'll pick six o'clock or Friday at two or Monday at four, which works better for you. And then at that point, they'll say, well, what do you mean? I mean, aren't you going to be able to tell me a price on the spot? Oh, no, no, we definitely can't do that, Greg. I mean, last thing I want is to leave money on the table. So we want to make sure we do a market analysis to make sure we get you the maximum dollars possible for your home. And the only way I can do that is by doing the market analysis. But also in order to be able to do that, I got to put together a customized marketing plan specifically geared towards your home. Now, with that being the case, the marketing plan is pretty much the same all across the board. It's probably not that much different than what most agents use anyways. The only difference is I use what Matthew Ferry one time taught me. He, so, he said to me, sell me the ABCs. I'm like, what? He goes, sell me the ABCs. I said, okay. He goes, Sam. So, oh, okay. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. He said, no, 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 no. Here's how you sell the ABCs. First, you got A. What's great about A is it belongs to Apple. It belongs to automobile. Right after that, you got B. Now, B is for Bs. And so the point is, you got to sell them on that particular product, which is your quote unquote marketing. What is your marketing? Well, marketing is not always necessarily advertising. It's you looking for buyers every single morning. It's you working your sphere of influence. It's you with all the past clients that you've got. It's you with your reputation, et cetera, et cetera. That's what gets houses sold. It's not an ad in the paper. That's what gets houses sold. And Greg, you know that better than anybody. That's, so then from dude, there, awesome. I bring him into the office, like let's say Friday at four o'clock. We'll go through the, um, I'll do the first three questions uh, again, which is a one minute listing presentation. So Greg, this is great. I'm glad you showed up here today. We're looking forward to going ahead and getting your home sold, getting you over to California. So I asked the three questions, which is, are you absolutely positive that you want to sell your home? Okay, that's great. We'll go through that. Next question is, what's important to you about a real estate agent that you choose? And then you say, well, ABC, DFG. And so, oh, wow, that's great. Because obviously I make them think that it's me. Whatever it is that they're looking for. That's your specialty. But you, but you don't yeah. jump in with your with what you do and what you. You're just saying, no, hey, this yet. is great. It's yeah. 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 Well, and this is what it is. It's called Matthew Ferry teaches that it's planting the seeds. So if mm -hmm. they say, well, I'm looking for an agent that is going to do, you know, a lot of promotion of my property to a lot of buyers out there. Oh wow, great. So I've implied that this is what I, and I do. It is what I do, obviously, in that case. But whatever it is that they say, I want an agent that's going to be advertising my house. Okay, great. So you're looking for somebody that's going to be able to give you maximum exposure, right? Well, yeah. Okay, great. And then the last question I ask is, will you be pricing your house at a price that's going to allow it to sell in this market? Is that correct? Well, yeah. Okay, great. And then I go into the listing presentation. And then by the time they get here, their history. That listing is my baby. Unless I personally want to turn it down. Right. I love it. You know, that, yeah, you that, built that, a, is, that, is, that is phenomenal. That, mm -hmm. that is phenomenal. Matter of fact, Matt, I don't know that we've, I don't know about you, but I haven't really heard anybody doing it like this. Um, you know, I hear little hybrids and little, you know, uniquenesses and a lot of people, but this is really good. Mm -hmm. I, I have not heard anyone really committed to this particular, particular, you know, strategy. So like, 
I mean, is it 100% of your listings are done in the office or would you Unless, say, is there, a, a, there's gotta be a time that yeah, you may if, go out? If it's, well, and in my particular case, I'll give it to my brother who's on my team. If it's a listing is further out, you don't want to bring them in. You know, you can't have them do a, you know, a 45 minute drive to your office. Cause that wouldn't be good. You know, cause yeah. they don't think about yeah. you too far away. So in that particular case, my brother handles those listings and that's the area he handles. And I just have him go out and take those listings. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and when you say, you know, when you're, when you're persuading them, uh, you're kind of selling them on the idea of, I want to come, I want to stop by and take a look at your house while, while they're out, leave me a key or have somebody let me in. Is that actually you going, or are you sending someone Correct. from your team? No, it's my, it's myself. It's you. Okay. And, it, and if it's a property that had been listed before, then I'll just say, yeah, I'm familiar with the property. You have the three bedrooms or three baths. You've updated your bathroom. Is that correct? Yes, we did. Okay, great. At that point, I don't even go look at it. I'll just list it okay. and I'll go look at it later, worst case. The reason I want to look at it when the sellers are not there is I don't want to go through every nook and cranny. So, Dave, let me show you my special staircase. What we did here is we painted it, and then what we did, and then my husband brought this in, and he put these screws in. Then he went and he got the top-of-the-line wood. I, honestly, I don't care. I really, <laughs> right. truly do not care in that particular case. Besides the fact that it's really not going to make that much of a difference in the sale of the home. I'd rather zip through and zip out. And for me, as an experienced realtor, just like Greg, just like you, Matt, that's that's plenty enough. I can take a look at the home in three, four minutes, and that's plenty enough versus a one-and-a-half-hour conversation with them, which gives me an opportunity to do nothing but possibly lose the listing because they're going to try to corner you to get a price out of you. And I don't I don't give a price, period, no matter what, at the, at the initial looking at it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I, I imagine you can do – so it's kind of like a preview. So I imagine you probably want to stack as many of those in a row in an afternoon where you're just going preview, 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 back preview. Back to back preview. to back. Exactly. Yeah, I, and you, you're just running through these houses. That's brilliant. That's awesome. Brilliant. And, Very and here's efficient. the thing. The moment they come to your office, you know they are, they, they are pre-sold on you already. Otherwise, they wouldn't make the trip to your office. That's one. No. Two, you have them in your environment, not theirs. So at, at, at your house, Greg, I'm going to have your kids running around. I'm going to have your Uncle Joe that comes in and says, well, you know, I, I've got a friend that's looking to buy. I don't know. Let me tell him about it. Or I've got the TV running. I've got the postman coming in. Just too many distractions. In your office, you have them in your field. You can show them the things that you do. You can show them the computer. You can show them the homes that have sold on the market and the pictures so that they, they understand that they're not the only nice house that was ever invented in the United States. There are other nice houses out there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Dave. Well, let's finish off with this because when we spoke uh, here a few weeks ago, there was something you said that I got a, a big kick out of, which is uh, ABC, always be calling. So oh, yeah, explain your philosophy of ABC. Okay. That's my favorite. Ironically, I had the company awards yesterday, and I run around the office all the time yelling at agents that are just walking around <laughs> where they're going. I have no clue, but you see them different parts of the office walking around. So the first don't thing worry, I would say to them, they don't know where they're going. Yeah, either. every <laughs> single time I say A B C, which is always be calling. Now here's what that means: this business is about meeting people either face to face or on the phone. If you're not on the phone with somebody or face-to-face -face with somebody, you're wasting your time in real estate and doing what? I don't know. Paperwork? Why? Hire administrative people to do that. That's what they do. That's why I tell every one of my clients, if you have a smart question, ask my staff. They're way smarter than I am. I do the sales part. So we have to be on the phones as much as possible. You guys don't see it because I don't have that for this talk. Anymore. See, I have here my headset, double headset. This thing's on my head. 24-7, unless I'm sitting on a listing presentation. Why is that? Because when I'm not talking to somebody, 
I am here. It's right in front of me. I don't know how I was going to tell you guys this. I have my leads right in front of me, my hot leads directly in front of my face, right next to my computer, so that the moment I'm not on the phone with somebody and not on a listing presentation, I'm making the next call, then the next call, then the next call. I'm always going to be calling A, B, C. They used to start with always be closing, which I do close, but always be calling. The point is you want to talk with as many people as possible in the amount of time that you've got working. I used to work until 10, 11 p.m. years ago doing 60 transactions. Now I get off work at 6 o'clock, 6.15, and we're doing over 400 transactions. It's a whole different mindset. But during that time that I'm there, I'm not screwed around. I'm not talking about the Detroit Tigers. I'm not talking about the weather. Who cares? I'm not talking about what food I ate. I'm there to get business done, and that's what I do 24-7. Just always be calling. Love yeah, it. sounds like you're making every minute mm -hmm. count. Every, Absolutely. It's not. It's not a matter of how long you work. It's a matter of how how effective and efficient you are while you're working. So Absolutely. You're, a, you're a great example for that. You know, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember back in um, Palm Desert Mike Ferry event? You and I jogging around the big old desert. Uh, was it Desert Marriott? You remember that? Absolutely. Years ago? I remember yeah, I just, that forever. And that was my biggest motivation. What happened at that particular point is Mike Ferry said we got to go out and jog and run, whatever. At that time, I used to not exercise. I was around 225 pounds. I hadn't exercised in years since high school. And I went with you, Greg, and you were in great shape, and a bunch of them were running, and I'm very competitive. So I was running and running and running. The next thing I know, I'm ready to get a heart attack. And I think I made it maybe a mile, maybe a mile and a half. And then it, this was very, very embarrassing for me. I had to let you know and the others, well, I, I'm going back. I, I, I can't do this. I mean, it felt like I was ready to have a heart attack. And that was my biggest motivator for me to get on the right schedule and have much more, you know, the five equities of life that uh, Mike Ferry teaches. And from there on, I joined the gym and have been working out ever since. I'm at 178 pounds. I'm in the best shape of my life. I could kick any 20-year-old's ass if you wanted me to, and I could run five, seven, eight, ten miles with no problem, not even think about it. So I appreciate you indirectly, whether you knew it or not, motivating yeah. me to get in shape. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, you're welcome, and it's been it's been fun knowing you. And um, are you? Uh, hopefully, you'll go out to the Century 21 uh, Global Conference, and uh, I'll be there in Vegas. In, yes, in Vegas, and uh, yes. let's definitely connect. Anything else, Absolutely. Matt? No, that's it. I want to make uh, make sure, Dave, that you get a chance to remind people of kind of where you're at so they can keep you in line for referrals. Sure, no problem. Um, I work the Dearborn, Dearborn Heights market. That's the primary market. It's in Metro Detroit, the Tri-County area. Uh, if you have anything that you need from us, you can give us a call at 313-203-8209. Again, 313-203-8209. We handle anything throughout uh, south uh, eastern Michigan. Southeast. Cool. Very cool. Uh, and then, uh, Greg, how do people connect with you? You know, the easiest way is just uh, email me direct at gregharrelson at gmail.com. Keep it simple. And uh, I'm always looking to help your referrals in Charleston, South Carolina, as well as uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So send them my way and we'll do them a good job. All right. Awesome, guys. This has been fantastic. Exactly what we had in mind. And I, I know it's what you had in mind, Greg, when you asked uh, to yeah. reach out to Dave and set this whole thing up. So I know we got uh, a lot of amazing content out for you guys. So again, thanks to everyone that's watching here live. Uh, go over, head on over to uh, the Facebook page for the Level Up podcast. Like the page. That way you get the future episodes as well as the clips uh, from all of our episodes. You can also head over to iTunes or Stitcher, depending on your mobile device, and subscribe to the audio version of the show there. But with that said, guys, thanks so much again, and we will see you on the next episode. All right. Awesome. Thank you.